0: Afternoons with me, I'm Bill Arnold, and happy Monday. I love Mondays. Uh, It's just great to be back with you. I hope you had a great weekend. There was some sunshine this weekend uh, in my neck of the woods, so I hope there was some in yours. It feels like spring is kind of getting here eventually, and I'm pretty happy about it. And there's a whole lot of fun stuff going on over the weekend. If you're a sports fan, there was lots of sports stuff happening. We'll talk about that a little bit with Patrick Albanese, my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa. Patrick, welcome. Hi. Hey, Bill. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. So just to you get things curfew? started today, just so you yeah. know, I, w- I went to the dentist at 7 o'clock this morning and got my uh, teeth cleaned. And I may never get to the level of narcissistic billionaire, but you certainly feel like one when the dental hygienist is flossing your teeth.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, that the kings, we, we complain about life, but the kings didn't have that kind of a treatment. No, they didn't. No, they yeah, didn't. Could you please clean between my teeth? <laughs> <laughs> Granted, not many of them kept their teeth. So. <laughs> that's, that's true. But,
0: um, yeah, feels yeah. good to
1: do that. So It does. Well, it's 7 o'clock in the morning, too, because if you needed any work done, you th- I'm still kind of asleep. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> Drill away. I exactly. think I'm all right. Exactly. Yeah. So lots of fun going on the weekend as far as sports are related. And, and uh, yeah. if you watch the Masters, I think you caught some of it. It was an awfully fun uh, golf match to watch.
1: Yeah, I, I well, you know Tiger Woods, who I think a month, even a month ago, was I think out of yes, i will probably never play again. <laughs> then, so or it was just it was just in the last couple of months, right? Yeah, and uh, he he was done, and then he played, and he and he he had a couple of good, uh, a couple of good runs here and there, um, and he had this huge crowd, huge gallery. Just because people, you, we see, we love a good comeback story, right? I mean, we're, we, here it is. We're getting into Easter week. And this is the ultimate comeback story, <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, if there's anything... You should have run this by fickle, me in advance, so you know. So, <laughs> but it is the ultimate comeback It is. Story. It is, yeah. Yeah. You know, if you look how fickle people are. You know, on Palm Sunday, Jesus is riding into town on a donkey and they're saying, this is, you know, Hosanna. There he is. And then five days later, they go, hey, you know what? Nah. it's That's how fickle people are. Yeah. That's how fickle we can be. But yeah. he then he makes a comeback. Yeah. He makes a comeback. So, so I Tiger mean, did. He
0: didn't quite do as well. Well, Tiger, yeah. I think, was in 47th place, and he had a gallery crowd unlike any other.
1: Yeah. More people followed the 47th place. I think that's got to be a record in the, the Masters. Oh, course. it has to be. I mean— you know, when your football team is in third place, you stop going to the games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And your kid's the starting quarterback, and you've still stopped going.
1: Yeah, but you're know, 47th. No, <laughs> oh, no, I want to follow this guy. It's, it's amazing <laughs> that he's even here.
0: Yeah. So, and I, I, I was, was I neat. was very glad that uh, Scotty Scheffler won. I guess he, and I believe his caddy, are in a Bible study together. And he was so nervous uh, that morning when he woke up, he burst into tears. And he said to his wife, "I don't know if I'm ready for what might be coming." And his wife said, "The Lord is preparing you for this. Your time is now."
1: Well, and, wait! Didn't he also didn't 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 the day before? I, I think you were telling me he's he spilled. He was eating in his car.
0: He spilled. He spilled his dinner. <laughs> eating his m- on himself in his car. On a, I'm going. Wait a minute! You're about to win the Masters. What are do you doing eating but, in your car?
1: Yeah, I, I guess you don't get a hotel room till you win. <laughs> because, <laughs> So, but then he's then he wakes up crying, and yeah. his wife says, "Don't worry, God's with you."
0: Yes, God is and she, preparing she you. Also for this. said, she also said, "What is that spaghetti sauce? <laughs> put on some, put on some fresh clothes." Yeah. Okay. Now, Patrick, if you won the Masters <laughs> and got the green jacket, you would literally wear it everywhere, including the miniature golf course, right?
1: Uh, well, I would wear it everywhere. And I think that's a true testament to how meaningful that jacket is because it's still ugly. It's still, it's an unattractive jacket.
0: It's, but you're so glad to have it. it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if you go to the men's section of just about any department store, you won't find a jacket quite like that one <laughs> so for true. sale. That and is You just so won't true. find it. Yeah. You couldn't buy it if you wanted uh, to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there it is. But if you won it, you would wear it You'd, because you walk into, you know, you could walk into Chuck E. Cheese's where a kid can be a kid. But if you had that jacket on, they'd say, that guy won the Masters.
0: That's true. But I'd, I'd wear it to miniature know. golf. I'd bring my caddy, you know, carry the one club, the parts And you would just go, look, at I you know, won the Masters. Yeah. You're hard to shut you that off. In you haven't
1: figured it out. but <laughs> Between the caddy, the jacket. <laughs> And what is first – it's a substantial sum of cash. Oh, I'm sure it is. Is it not?
0: I think it's north of a yeah. million, I think. So, and then you get a lot of endorsements. But – so it's nice. It's a
1: – What what do golfers get to endorse?
0: Uh, golf clothes? You know,
1: here's a, here's a the thing I know. I know every athlete – in thirty years, is endorsing pain relief medication? <laughs> Every last one of them. I, I'm amazed at the number of old athletes I see on TV. They say, "Well, I did it. I sure did. <laughs> I put my body through a lot, and I'm paying the price." But if if this stuff works for me, it'll work for you. No. Yeah. So, but, uh, so that's the endorsements in the future. But yeah, yeah. 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 that's it's wonderful.
0: Yeah. Patrick, it seems that nowadays, uh, everybody wants you to reduce something down to a sentence or two. It seems that that is the way people think nowadays. I think maybe social media had something to do with that. It should be in 140 characters. Uh, if not, give me 20 years of your research into one sentence.
1: Keep it simple. Yeah. Can you re- keep it simple? And, uh, and and we'll take that 140-character tweet or less if we're in a hurry and we'll uh we'll we'll quote science or the experts we always quote the experts um you know i, I an example and i realized i kind of fell for it uh we all hear about you're supposed to do your 10,000 steps right 10,000 steps in a day and that's what you need for the ultimate health and uh who said course, that the experts you, the experts have said that
0: yes. okay good
1: just checking yeah. although i I th- I'm trying to remember where I was. I think it was a, a, a restaurant, and I had somebody who was in terrible shape <laughs> taking care of us. I said, How many, how many steps do you walk a day uh, in your job? Oh, <laughs> 26,000. So I don't know if the 10,000 is working, but the experts could maybe they didn't take you into account. And uh, I, I I just took that. I said, well, the experts say 10,000. And then I read an article recently that said, actually, the 10,000 number was made up by a Japanese researcher who said, well, Americans like nice round numbers, uh, something to set a goal for. So he just said 10,000 is what you want to shoot for. And that the actual science, according to this article, these are the new experts, okay? (laughs) So new study proves old study wrong. That's all I'm going to say. The new study says a little, once you're over 7,000, you're good. Now I instantaneously adopted it because I said, can you believe those previous experts telling me I had to go 10,000 steps? And I read three sentences of an article and I'm good to go. Mm. And then I realize I've been duped, that I've fallen for it again, that uh, I want you just give me all of your research, reduce it down to a sentence or two, and I will take you at your word because you're an expert and I won't question it. And, and then we walk off and we, we've we seen that the experts during COVID things changed. And sometimes they didn't even say, Oh, we were wrong before they just changed. Mm-hmm. And we would say, "Ah, oh, yeah, this is what they say. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't believe it, well, you're not an expert like me.
0: <laughs> yeah. The word expert that, that people use that word pretty flippantly.
1: And, and so does it mean that we've just gotten lazy? I mean, we obviously can't read all the research on any given topic to become an expert ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, do we just, have we become lazy because we want everything reduced to just a sentence or two and uh, then I can go about my life and I have this information that tells me how to
0: live? That's a really interesting point. Yeah. I think because, yeah, I think you're out of something there.
1: Well, you know, it's uh, think of people, you know, that struggle with faith and think of how how that there are forces out there that just by the simple twist of a phrase, or just throwing the tiniest little mustard seed of doubt into your head, which is something that they heard from an expert Mm -hmm. that makes you doubt something. And then maybe you're afraid to even ask the question. Maybe you're afraid to go to your pastor and say, I've got this, I'm having this dilemma. Mm-hmm. Somebody threw something at me. Um, and, and of course, I know that the listeners to your show know that there's not a pastor out there that doesn't welcome that type of question. True, They, they love those questions. It's like they, they, please bring me the tough questions. You know, I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid. I have the Bible to back me up. Mm-hmm. But Amazing! You you see how how easily somebody can be moved from a position of believing just by some expert quoting something. You know that that Stephen Hawking guy. These are the things he believed. Okay, I know he was smart, but what does that mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, such a good point. We oh. we do live in a world of pundits and experts, and the minute we hear something, we we often without a lot of verification run with it. And I'm sure I'm guilty of it at times because you hear a story yep. that you think well that's that's interesting and I got to call Patrick and tell Patrick about the story I heard now even before I verify it I've called you and run it by you and then you get all interested and then it seems within 48 hours maybe it's been proven true or maybe it's been debunked well okay now and I'm going to I'm going to open up the the, <laughs> the conversation a second
1: here because a couple of days ago I I sent Bill dear listener I sent Bill an article on do we just want to get to the to the point then can somebody reduce something to just a couple of sentences and i sent bill a very lengthy article and he sent me a response but he says can you just reduce the article <laughs> to a sentence or two i
0: said well i think you need to read the article and you did a good job of reducing it to a <laughs> sentence or two i gotta hand you credit for that
1: yeah but it, it was so ironically funny to me and then, wait a minute that's what the article is about. Is we want everything reduced <laughs> to just a sentence or <laughs> two. It's the what is the uh, the acronym is TLDR, too long didn't read. Yep. So you know somebody puts up a, an, an article and they say I don't want to read that. That's going to take time. Just tell me what I need to believe. Mm.
0: And I, I will believe it. And run with it. <laughs> but don't we th- don't we think with a time clock when we see if you send me a video. And if it's 51 seconds, I might watch it instantly. But if it's six minutes and and 15 seconds, I might wait. And if it's an hour and four minutes, eh, good chance I'm not going to look at it at all, even if it's great content.
1: Yeah, because I think and I think one of the crazy things is there's there are some videos out there that are these nice 30 second videos that have approximately two minutes in advertising. Which I find completely ironic. Could you imagine watching Gilligan's Island as a kid where it was 22 minutes of commercials and only eight minutes of show? <laughs> you know, we, we, it's, it's all lopsided now. We'll, we'll actually sometimes sit through more commercial time than we will content of a video because we don't think the video got to the point fast enough – for our liking, but we just sat through a 30-second verbal commercial because, let's face it, those are nice houses.
0: They are nice, ones you'll never rent. All right, let me take a little break. Patrick Albanese is my guest to get things started on this Monday, and uh, what a fantastic week we have ahead of us. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for uh, listening to Faith Radio and my show. I love it. Be right back.
2: you do with a brain if you had one?
0: Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could, I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, and with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. That song is for Patrick Albanese, my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa and the prestigious town of West Des Moines. Patrick, I think that uh, some of us uh, have a tendency of our memories not being as sharp, and I think there's something to blame. I think all the technology uh, says you don't have to remember anything anymore because you have it at your fingertips.
1: Yeah, I think we're making our brains lazy, although I, I always remember my mom, you know, when she was getting older, she'd say, you know, you know, my memory just isn't what it used to be. And I would always ask her, go, how do you know? <laughs> 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 and she said, I I don't. <laughs> she always appreciated that joke. But, um, yeah, you know, have you ever seen the, – there's a, an animated Pixar movie called Wall-E. You know, it's about a robot. It's the future. And, of course, we've wrecked everything. And uh, But the, the last people to leave Earth, they lived on this – essentially a cruise ship that's a giant spaceship – and everything is automated, and they just they zip around in these lounge chairs, <laughs> and they have no muscle left, and they're all in <laughs> a horrible shape. They can't do anything, but everything is done for them, and they just atrophy. And I wonder if we do that to our brains. I mean, think of – not that many years ago, you used to keep a phone book, an atlas. Uh, you used to keep a, a mini encyclopedia – Inside your brain, yes, you could remember stats. You would say, oh, yes, I remember that year that Mario, Mariano Rivera, you know, saved 37 games. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's accurate anymore. But uh, there was a time when I would have had that exact. I would have known the year. I would have remembered some of the games. And uh, then I could say, well, let's call, you know, my friend at, uh, you know, 312-555-1212. Um, so that'll get you the time and the temperature, actually. <laughs> but, <laughs> In Chicago, that was the Chicago temperature phone number, actually. Oh, I still remember something. But, uh, you know, I, I could I could navigate you from Los Angeles to Minneapolis driving if you wanted to go the southern route through uh, Albuquerque and to come carry New Mexico and then up through Tulsa. I could get you there and I could tell you where you should stop. I could even tell you which hotels you'd prefer to stay at. Cause I'd done the trip enough. The whole thing was mapped in my head. Or if you wanted to do the Northern route through grand junction, Colorado, and then, you know, come up through St. George, Utah. And now, uh, you know, to get uh, pretty much, I did it just yesterday. I, I was taking my son to the science center. Cause we went to a star party to look at, uh, planets and things. And, I've driven there a bunch of times, and I put it in my GPS mm. anyway. Wow. And There's listen to it say, like, turn, turn right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then I act, I think mine has gotten so used to me, it says, you missed your turn again. <laughs> this is the third
0: time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, how did we get so lazy? Is it lazy? And or does do that we, affect? Do we just have something that we can now rely on? And not have to think about other things and it frees up our mind for some other thought, which I don't think any of us are having.
1: Well, maybe that's the problem, you know, with all this time saving that we were hoping to have with, you know, labor saving and time saving devices. I mean, we had COVID shutdowns. There were approximately a million people in my neighborhood that, you know, for the last 10 years have been saying, if I had the free time, Mm -hmm. I would write the great American novel. Mm hmm. And then suddenly we were locked down, and people were uh, some people didn't go back to work for a year or longer, and they were getting paid some of them and say, "How's that great American novel?" Yeah, I just didn't get around to it. Well, what'd you do with all that free time? Pretty much nothing hmm. and and I wonder if you know we're freeing up our brains to be able to you know maybe do some Bible study or maybe tackle, you know, other projects and things we want to learn and master Mm -hmm. and we don't do it and we've, we've freed it all up and then we squander some of that time. And then I wonder if it makes, does the brain start to atrophy just like your muscles do if you don't use them? I think my mother-in-law just, yeah, she just got her knee done and they had her up and out of the bed that day. mm -hmm. You start walking right away. We don't want anything to atrophy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Michael just sure. wrote in and said people used to keep at least one Bible uh, in memory. Well, just where we've got yeah. some number of verses or something you could instantly call for, for memory. Now, if you've got a smartphone, you can just look it up on on your smartphone. You don't have to remember it or trust your memory. Uh-huh. I think that's a sad day. I think it's a sad time. Do you remember
1: how, in a way, it was almost fun to watch your brain do its work. Um, I I used to say that there's a inside of your brain, there's kind of a a, a clerk counter, you know, a counter, like say, going to the auto parts store and, (laughs) you know, you ring the bell because those guys are never at the counter. They're always in back. Right. (laughs) So you have to, you have to ring the bell and you know, a guy named Gus walks up and, uh, and he says, what is it? And you say, I'm trying to remember something. He says, it's in one of the file cabinets in back. I'll go get it. (laughs) You say, (laughs) okay, Gus, I'll wait here. Uh And Gus starts to make his way back. And then you start, you ding the bell again. And he comes back. He says, what? He said, well, where's my information? He said, I I was going to go get it, but you keep ringing the bell. Stop ringing the bell and give me some time to go get it. And uh, so every time you ding the bell, Gus keeps coming. He says, I haven't found it yet. Why don't you go do something else? And while you're doing something else, I'll go find the memory you're looking for. And so you take and put your brain somewhere into some other activity. And there you are. You're cooking some eggs. And all of a sudden you say, ding. You go, I remember. It was Mariano Rivera, 37 saves <laughs> in 1982. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. that kind of thing. And you say, well, Gus delivered. He just needed time to go find the memory. And and you would sit back and say, isn't that incredible the way my brain works. The information is in there. Sometimes it just needs a little extra time to go find it, locate it, bring it forward. Yeah. And you got to quit ringing Gus's belly because every time you do, he gets distracted. Yeah. Well, we don't even, Gus doesn't work anymore. Gus isn't back with a magazine. He's reading, says nobody, because even if we wanted Gus to go find the information, we'd say it's easier to ask Alexa. That's true. It's just easier to say, oh, you know what? I don't want to look at that. But does that lead to the inability of you to be able to remember stuff? And now we have a dementia and Alzheimer's crisis. Does this contribute to that? Mm. We're not exercising the brain. Is that possible?
0: Yeah, I think it, it could be. You know, you, you always talk yeah. about uh, being encouraged to do crossword puzzles and other kinds of puzzles because it's good for your, your brain uh, calisthenics. Yeah. You do crossword I do, puzzles every day, don't you?
1: I do crossword puzzles. I do Sudokus. I do Kenkens. It's amazing I get anything done. <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> Which prompts the next question: Do you get anything done?
1: I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I'm not entirely. I mean, I might know some trivia here and there.
0: Yeah, I like know? that.
1: I know that the. Do you know the Foo Fighters? I don't know if you like that band. I kind of like that band. I, sometimes I look and I say, well, how come Joe Cocker, who I think is one of the best, never made it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who made it last year? And I, the, the, Foo, the Foo Fighters made it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year. The band that didn't make it is a band called the Tofu Fighters, which they end up sounding like any other band you put them with. That's the, <laughs> that's the Tofu Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of setup for that. Uh, yeah, that I just was wanted to provide some amusement. But...
0: <laughs> yeah, that setup was a lot of work, but I thought it paid Isn't off. It... I uh, thought it paid. Yeah, off. Yeah, a lot of texts coming in that no, it didn't pay off, but that's fine, you know. It's not sorry. for everybody.
1: <laughs> I understand. I understand. Yeah. You can t- I didn't know you could text yourself. I, I do. <laughs> <meant to be. laughs>
0: I text yeah. myself. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah. whether it's a person from one party or the other making a statement, I'm I'm saying we can all say things that are confusing and maybe you're having trouble being uh, forthright with things. This is both sides of the political aisle. But there was that episode the other day where um, a certain person kissed the president and that person was uh, discovered to have had COVID. But apparently the president was in no danger whatsoever because... Uh, they had spent less than 15 minutes together. Yes. Now, with that as a premise, uh, we didn't spend more than 15 minutes with anybody at the grocery store.
1: No, we, we kind of, I mean, I rarely spend more than 15 minutes in a grocery store, yeah, right. let alone with any specific person. Right. Well, and I, I think that it does make it difficult for us because the, the information can get conflicting and confusing. And I think we're all very much open to the idea of somebody saying, here's what we used to know. Here's what we used to believe. Yes. You know you look at science as it as it progresses over the years and then, and then you say, and here's what we know now you know mm-hmm. before we knew there were germs, we thought people got sick by entirely different means mm-hmm. then we discovered germs and it was a pretty much a
0: game changer and I'm sure there were people that were reluctant to believe in it yeah yeah but it was tough all yeah. over the map today, Patrick it's been fun. Thanks so much for joining oh, me Oh it's Getting always the week fun. started Thank you so much Patrick for me. has been my guest and we're gonna take a break and the Monday afternoon mix will begin. Monday, and I mean Monday afternoon mix.
2: mix. Mix, 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 mix.
0: A very special Monday afternoon mix because Pastor David Miles is back with us after a spectacular trip to India.
3: Yes. Yes. Welcome back. Hey, it's yeah. wonderful to be back. And man, missed everyone and really appreciate everyone's prayers. And, yeah. And uh, temperature in India? Uh, it what averaged. Was it? Average high was 105.
0: 105. Ooh, is that with high goodness. humidity?
3: With high humidity. Yeah. And a low of uh, 71, but that was like for 10 minutes. <laughs>
2: <So> <laughs> my frizzy hair is growing just in you, empathy.
3: You, you. you uh, yes, it, it was definitely a warm one. And I think sometimes people looked at me and they're like, wow, like he sweats a lot. So, <laughs> but it was, yeah,
0: it was hot. My but, bet. Now, I know we're going to talk about it in detail, but you're strategizing how you're going to unveil and reveal some of the amazing things that uh, happened.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's a, it's incredible what the Lord is doing in the whole Southeast Asia um, area and, and just um, wanting to use wisdom and sensitivity in sharing. Um, I can just tell you that uh, just... Beautiful image bearers that God loves and that He sent His Son to die for. And when Jesus said, You know, behold, the fields are white for harvest, um, very much true. And, uh, you know, just incredible just to see the ways um, that God was at work and the ways that God showed up in front of us. Um, And meeting brothers and sisters in Christ who, Just their heart for the gospel, their sacrifices, and really the incredible things that they're doing with so little, and yet have such a deep joy and just um, a richness uh, and a walk with Jesus that is is um, is beautiful. So it was a privilege just to learn and to to come underneath and serve them, and to you know listen uh, to their stories and meet new people, and um, yeah. It was, it was truly amazing. Did you get home Saturday? Got home Saturday afternoon.
0: So you're exhausted,
3: aren't you? You know, Probably. Um, well, my family would say, like, Dad, my daughter Taylor's like, Dad, you fell asleep. And I'm like, no, no, really, I'm awake. They're like, nah, you need to go to bed.
0: Yeah. Um, at least you were in at home versus in the car driving. Yes. Where you, I could go <laughs> another 100 miles.
3: Uh, yes, that would not have been a good thing. You know, it kind of grabs you, um, you know. Last minute you're sitting there thinking, nah, I'm really fine. And all of a sudden your eyelids, you, your head is dropped mm-hmm. and you're just like, you know, super tired. So yeah, I went to bed, you know, fairly early uh, last night and then woke up at three o'clock in the morning because it's like a 10 and a half hour difference. Mm-hmm.
0: What I really want to find out is what happened in your life. What what transformed in you as a result of being there?
3: Wow. Um, You know, before leaving with um, my students in our Interpreting Scripture class, we had a devotional, and it's just a very short psalm of Psalm 117. I think we covered this before we we left. Very short psalm. You know, just to see that unpack itself um, right in front of you, and also just... (laughs) Just, I mean, like, we talk about this, of how incredible the gospel of Jesus Christ really is, and it really is. Like, it's so is incredibly beautiful and amazing, and to, you know, to watch uh, individuals and families, um, you know, come to faith in Christ and, uh, you know, just the unique God appointments that, that God would, God set up. Um, you know, one I can share, uh, I've not, I've never had this one happen before, uh, which was, um, was, was praying. And, um, you know, as one of our guys was just sharing another things, you know, we talk about the importance of God's word. Um, we're, In this setting, we're not, you know, allowed to bring Bibles, you know. um, We're there culturally and and learning and things like that. And so that importance of having God's Word hidden in your heart, uh, I cannot stress that enough. And any investment that you make in your time in the Word uh, and getting to know through God's love letter, this beautiful God who loves you and knows you and wants to know you and wants you to know him uh, is well worth your time and investment. Because there'll be places where, you know, you, it, it's really going to be that which is coming out of your heart, which is overflowing. And and like John uh, 14 said, that Jesus would give us the counselor and he would remind us of things, John 14 and John 16 of things that I taught and the importance of that. Um, but one thing that happened that was unexpected is that I was praying with one team, and just since the Lord saying, you know, um, go, because there were a couple other team members there, and walk out. And I walked out, and someone came and said, hey, could you come and just share with this family and and pray for them? And so I came down and was sharing the gospel, talking with our family, and it being translated. And uh, um, they brought their one-month-old out, and I was like, oh, how sweet. And, you know, they're like, would pray for it." And I'm like, yeah, wonderful, beautiful. What's her name? And they're like, she doesn't have a name. Would you name her? Wow. <laughs> and I was like... You said mm. Rosie, right? <laughs> 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 Almost. Almost. Oh, shoot. Okay. But, you know, I've not had that one. So I was like, excuse, like, excuse me. And they're like, no, really. They, The family would want you to, to um, name their child. And wow. so mm. what came to mine was God's gift of grace Mm. and you know my one translator was like that's too long and I said how about grace and they said Krupa and and the family just lit up and they're like yes
0: Mm.
3: you know and so I have this you know sweet picture with this that is so sweet family who um, whose daughter's grace and the family committed their life to Christ and just it was just one of those you you found yourself either a listening to people's testimonies of of the leaders that we had the joy of just supporting and 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 being underneath and serving and listening to um or watching God do things in front of you that you're just like it's just amazing I mean like of all the things um. Well, most people know my testimony. If the devil had his way, I'd be dead. And and if you know the world of flesh and the devil, and my own capacity to be stuck on stupid, there'd be a whole bunch of other places other than watching the God of the universe transform people in front of you and allowing um, it. And uh, when the rest of our team comes and shares, because it's really unique, some of the things that happen together uh, that I think would be a blessing uh, to our. Our listening family um it yeah you guys I just it's like just really you know wow
2: but you know David what I'm hearing you say you think naming our kids is so is such an honor here in the United States or in Western culture right because you pass on the lineage of your you know the the um, moms made a name or all these things, right? There's so much power in a name. And to know that in this, where you were, what is revered is the witness of Christ and the brotherhood of Christ and you coming. And that is most important is that you came from a long distance to share Christ and above lineage. They wanted you to name their child. I mean that talk about pulling down idols that we have in our life and Erecting the real altar, which is Jesus's altar, right? So, yeah, amazing to wow. me. Wow!
0: Yeah. And you named this baby Grace with Rosie in second place, and yes. Billamina Bill in third.
3: You know, I was thinking Billamina. That, that yeah, that, that, was, that would have worked. Willamina might have been a little closer to it, but yeah.
0: Billamina. Bill I think, was would have been fine. Honorable mention, but definitely Grace first, Rosie second, Billamina third. Yeah,
3: nice job, David. What a thrill! It, Honestly. It really it really was and you know, uh, attending, you know, basically really almost an open air house church. Mm-hmm. And um and and what's incredible is the these leaders, you know, um, you're meeting people who are pastoring like multiple upon multiple churches, like house churches. And and really sometimes it's like actually I need to be listening and learning from you even more, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I remember one of one of the gentlemen with, uh, and just listening to the Holy Spirit, um, you know, one gentleman was sharing with us and he's just like, you know, I was heading into a village and he said, and the Lord told me, no, you, you can't, you can't go, can't go into there. it's like, really? He wanted to walk. And so he was like, okay, kept walking. He came back and the and person said, if you would have came, you would have been beaten because they were expecting you to come that day. And mm-hmm. so countless ways of just people listening to the spirit of God. And like you said, Rosie, some people just waiting for this person to show up and to tell them, um, tell them this good news. You mm-hmm. know, uh, one of the gentlemen that we met, it's, it's really wild because he came to faith in Christ and was completely rejected by his family, kicked out. His wife was, you know, lost it, began to beat him and, you know, his in-laws. And so then the whole village came and beat him. And so then he had to leave and literally he went to go stay with someone for about two and a half years, you know, new believer, families rejected him. And he just said the way that God ministered and spoke to him, just like the apostle Paul. And at one point, um, you know, the mother-in-law and the father-in-law had a dream, same dream, same night where the Lord came to them and said, Jesus, you know, I'm the true God and, you know, they woke the next morning and they went to their daughter and they said, you need to go be with your husband. And one true God came and spoke to us, and he's more powerful than our gods. And so she left, and uh, she ended up coming to faith in Christ. And he laughed now because his wife really encourages him to really go and be, you know, bold with his faith. And so it's like, you know, first she was beating me because I came to Christ, and now she's, like, spurring me on and beating me to just, you know, live and to spread Christ. And so... um, you know, super, super powerful, um, and you have people who, you know, these leaders and these these evangelists and people—they're walking miles upon miles um, every day hmm. to get to um, to, get, to get to villages, and then you you realize, like for example, you know, motorcycles anywhere from a thousand to twelve hundred dollars, and what type of fruitful kingdom work can happen um, through something as simple as that for a person to be able to get around um, and get in and out of villages because sometimes they, they really need to get out of vill- villages quite quickly, you know. Um, yeah.
0: When I think of the logistics of that, David, that they're walking miles and miles in 105-degree heat, and then you arrive at the village, and then you start— doing your your work.
3: I'm already exhausted, right? right. Yeah. And, and think of this, doing that when you're healthy. Yeah. So the region that we were in, like we would travel anywhere from an hour to two and a half hours in a vehicle. Mm. And they were explaining to us, and this is for people who have, you know, health and medical backgrounds, and please listen, I mean, like, you had people who were walking that distance to get to the major city just for health care and bringing their loved ones that far, you know. So for for us, you know, there's, there's a number of different hospitals and urgent cares, um, and most, you know, Americans, not all, but, like, And, you know, in Minnesota, it's fairly spread out. So a number of people have vehicles. So if we have to go to urgent care, we'll drive that. Now imagine not being able to drive that and having to walk that. Mm. Now imagine having to walk your sick family member there. And it's actually, you know, what would have been an hour to two and a half hour drive, drive, not walk, a drive. Wow. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it is so, um, it's just so amazing to watch households. And, uh, you know, when when we come back in our second half, I have, I have to tell you another interesting just, you know, story, um, experience that I hadn't experienced this one before, but it was really amazing too watch this Mm. and got it work.
0: Perfect uh, cliffhanger, David Miles. We'll take a short break. We'll be back with the Monday Afternoon Mix. Pastor David Miles, Rosie B, and I. Be right back. This is the Monday Afternoon Mix with Pastor David Miles, Rosie B., and we're just talking about David's amazing trip. Last week he was in India reaching uh, some unreached people in villages pretty remote, and we're going to hear more about that when he joins us in a future episode of the Monday Afternoon Mix with two of the people he traveled with, so we're going to save some of the best stories for later, but you still have some great stories.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's it's incredible to watch fellow you know, people that you love um, sharing their story and sharing the gospel and just uh, people's just receptivity to it. Um, I remember being invited into one house and um, was sitting there and just kind of walking through and sharing my story and, you know, sharing about the gospel. And it's, it's interesting even as an as African-American um, growing up in America and to be in an Indian system, a caste system, and to be able to, you know, joke with people and say, you know, uh, if you notice me and my, my my brothers, we were kind of different looking. I'd say, yeah, they have hair. Um, but then we would just talk about our caste system that we had and then talk about the beauty of the gospel and what it did and that we're, you know, that we're brothers and that there really is neither Jew nor Gentile or Greek, slave or free male or female Um, and what Christ has done and just how, like, wrapped with attention people were hearing this because, you know, they have these five layers of of a caste system with Brahmins being at the very top and then Dalits being at the bottom. And a number of people that we met, they worked with kind of the untouchables, the the Dalits. Um, But in one particular house that had been invited into was just walking through and sharing the gospel. And and I remember... um, my one translator was there and, you know, he was sharing and, uh, they have a picture of the God up on the wall. And, um, at one time the the one sister is crying because she's like, you know, my brother and his wife have prayed to have kids and, you know, they haven't been able to. And, and it's like one of the 33 million gods that they've been praying to. And so like, we began to talk through the gospel, walk through it, and just really share the beauty of it and the richness of what Christ has done. And the family um, then had a conference. They just started talking. And I'm like, like what's going on? And one of the other guys—so one guy was there translating in one language, the the, the the local dialect, and one person was translating in another um, dialect. And finally, my one guy turns to me and says, yeah, they're having a conference about what you just shared, you know. And uh, and after they finished, they looked and they just said, they're like, we want Jesus. Like, we, we we want Jesus. And, and, you know, what's interesting is just the beauty of the gospel and its simplicity of sharing. Because there's times where you're sitting there thinking, like, well, do you need to, like, explain more? And, like, really, people are like, I've never heard this. I mean, like, you're walking Crazy. into places and asking, like, some yeah. people, you're like you know, have you ever heard of Jesus? And people are like, I've heard his name, but for some people you'd walk in as like, have you ever heard of Jesus? They're like, no, you know, and then watching just God open their hearts and mm-hmm. their, uh, their, you know, their eyes to this beautiful message. And it's like, wait a minute, you, you know, not understanding like there's a God of love, huh. you know, there's, a, there's the one true God who loves you and, and, where you're sacrificing, you're giving sacrifices to try to appease this God who love is not one of the characteristics. But then in turn, as one of the guys on our team was sharing, like, but Jesus sacrificed and gave his all for you because he loves you. And just this kind of like, wow. like mm. They're just like, really? And it's like, yes. And so... um, yeah, I mean, it, it just your heart is—it's—it's um, it's very full. So, like when Peter said in Acts four, you know, to the to the beggars, you know, silver or gold, I don't have, but I but I do have the name of Jesus, and really how completely beautiful and soul satisfying that is. I mean, like. It's just like there there's no like monetary value that you can place on on what you're watching happen in front of you mm. and that God invites us into that every single day every single day you know, and there's people and there's neighbors and um you know we we often joke about how uh you know. The body of Christ is so amazing because of of its connectedness. You know, we were in this, like, small city of, like, 8 million people, and um, we're talking with someone that we had just met, that one of our elite, one of our guys on our team knew, uh, and we had just connected with. And one of the people on their team had come. And again, you guys, doing amazing, like, ridiculously effective and impactful work. You know, through all of India, on a budget of like thirty-two thousand U.S. dollars, mm. and uh and in the midst of having this conversation, turns out that one of the guys is actually related to one of the other leaders that we're going to go that to to uh, serve underneath of and just to minister to. And I mean, like, you're in a country of over one point two billion people. Um. Yeah.
2: Oh, David. You know what? It as you're telling these stories and I can see through your eyes how how life-altering it was to see the hunger um, from these, these beautiful people, my heart breaks, especially in Holy Week, on how accessible the message is to us in the Western world and how we reject it mm-hmm. as a society. And my heart breaks for the sin nature in that and, you know, the idolatry that we have up above Christ, right? And that connectedness that you talk about you know, especially in Holy Week, my heart to bring the message out to everybody is just that much more pregnant. I guess. Yeah. Because I I want that hunger for our own country, for our own people.
3: Oh, that's that's one of the things that I found myself just praying, like Lord, would you pour out your Spirit afresh um, upon us and and move? Um, I think, Bill, you're saying, you know, at the break about. You know, um, sometimes one of the things is when you actually have little, it really does, um, expose your needs and it, you know, they've been doing happiness studies for years. And even though we do have so much America, actually, we continue to rank so low in the happiness index. Um, you know, um, but the, 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 you're meeting people were really like they may or may not eat that day. And, uh. You know this this one story that I'm gonna I'm actually gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna save. Um, I probably I told my wife and I told our team and our team actually we we looked at each other we will never look at John chapter four the same ever again because of what happened. And uh, I oh, this really is fair. This, this yeah. tease. I know. I'm, I'm writing down
2: John four because I'm gonna have yeah. to go back and read that.
3: So I know exactly what you're talking about. John 4, and then also Genesis chapter 1. got to teach
0: this out a little bit more, David. I
3: know. We should have had him on for an hour today.
0: I just don't know if I like this.
3: Well, put it this way. When you ask what's the greatest need of your community, and they say mineral water, drinking water, Mm -hmm. and it's a quarter to 12, and it's burning hot outside, and the, and what God pops into your mind is the story of the Samaritan woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the well and the begin start telling the story and just a room and outside of the door of people just wrapped of intention. Um, and that one would need to be shared because one of the guys on our team as he sat there and I remember looking over to my left and seeing him in prayer and looking to my right and seeing one of the other guys with us in prayer and what God then began to do, I, I would love for him to be here and share this because it is, it is very powerful. Nice. That I look forward to,
0: David Miles. Thank you so much for that wonderful tease. Rosie B., thank you again as always. And we're going to take a short break because that's all the time we have today for the Monday Afternoon Mix. But we've got a great second hour still coming up. David Mathis is going to be joining me in just a minute. He's in the green room sipping out his complimentary water. That's all we offer. And then uh, we're going to learn a little Greek from, um, from our Greek geek pastor, okay, looking forward to it as well, Chris Palmer. We'll take a little break. Be right back. Sweet. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at myfaithradio.com.